The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. everybody this is robin and nicole we're back for another edition of horror pop after midnight and our guest tonight is lauren lux she's an actress a writer and a director how's it going lauren it is good good how are you guys yeah really good yeah thanks for coming on That's pretty good. Um, you were recently at a horror film festival with a good friend of mine, uh, Budro Partida. Yeah, yeah. Um, we both had films. We got into the Austin After Dark Film Festival, and it was at a drive-in, which I've never been to before, so that was a whole new experience and pretty cool. And that's different. That sounds fun at a drive-in. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we knew that, like, our grandparents Yeah, it's awesome because it's one place where people can get some social distancing out but still be able to be in a limited amount of groups and still do what they love and enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. I think they're great too because it's been a very, very long time since I went to one. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to one recently and um, saw a couple films. Um, it was um, some spider creature feature films from the 50s and 60s. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what is considered a spider creature feature film? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's that's how I'm, that's how I'm wording it, you know. <laughs> Something that Robin likes that we have no clue about. So, <laughs> yeah, we recently uh, watched your uh, short film Fate, which you directed and wrote. Yeah. And it was just too short. Is there going to be a continuation to that? You know, the funny thing about Fate is it was not supposed to be a short film. It was supposed to be a teaser for a series. Oh. Um, yeah, we had character arts kind of banning and going on from there. That's why there were little moments of things that alluded to things that might happen in the future. And then um, the other girl who made the film with me, she moved to Atlanta and I now live in Austin, so we both moved away from Houston, where I'm originally from. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, we were like, well, let's just kind of see how the, the short film does in the festival circuit. And then, you know, we've talked about possibly making it into a feature, and I've already written an outline for that, and I would love to get to do that. But right now, it's just kind of what it is, is the, the short film. Well, at least you know that, like, Robin and I were sitting here talking about it, and, uh, you know, you sit down on a lot of different films and things, and you think about, okay, well, this could happen, and maybe this will happen, and him and I were sitting here talking about it, and I was like, okay, well, what happened after Fire woke up? 
Okay, and now a little bit more story uh, about the witch and what's going on with with this um, infection and all that. So at least you know, uh, you grabbed the attention. It was awesome. And if, if you decide to do a little more, you have quite a few of us that are actually really interested and want to know where you're going to take this. Yeah, I, I would love to take it further because I... Oh, man, you know, this was the first thing that I wrote, um, or first thing that I wrote that actually got made into a film, and so it was pretty cool and very eye-opening from a writing standpoint to seeing it becoming a visual medium, so I've learned things since then, and I think we could make it even better if we make it into a feature or a series, and there's so many exciting things in there that would lead to, you know, really awesome storylines that I'd love to pursue. I hope it happens in the future because I was so invested in it and I was like, there's got to be more. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I hope there is. I mean, I, I love that you mentioned, you know, the disease and um, fire waking up, you know, the fire fate. Yeah. Which that was kind of an interesting thing too. We decided to, you know, obviously there's vampires in the film, but then we decided to kind of tie a lot of Greek mythology into it. Um, with the fates, and then that has its own kind of unique twist into it. Another question I got to ask you, why do you think there's not a lot of people focus on horror anymore? That's a good question. I feel like um, here where I live in Texas, I feel like horror is kind of a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got I, the Leatherface house. Right, yeah, we yeah, all the serial killers are from Texas, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, um, I, it, it just depends to me. I think, you know, the horror genre really exploded in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, and so it's just kind of one of those things that it may be taking a lull and pick back up again like everything else. Right. So what would you say... Uh, you know, what got you started into love and horror? I mean, who were your idols growing up? So, I have like a love-hate relationship with horror. I don't like to watch the, the gory or the stuff that just really pops out really quick and doesn't stay with you after the film. You know, the uh, stuff sliding under the fingernails or the, you know, scary bloody scenes. Like, that kind of stuff isn't my kind of horror. Um, the stuff that really spooks me and that spooks me growing up was the things that make you think about it afterwards. Right. And so growing up, I was actually a very frightened child, I guess you would say. I was scared of everything. <laughs> but I didn't like going on roller coasters or any of those kind of thrills. My thrills were sitting in front of the TV and watching something that was scaring me and then running down to my parents' bedroom in the middle of the night to snuggle in between them because I couldn't sleep. Yeah, I was just watching a documentary on Shudder. It was about the um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series. And, you know, they were talking about how one town tried to ban the book because their kids were bringing it home. And they were showing the, the, talking about the stories and how they really, really weren't scary. But, man, the pictures in it, it could be the simplest picture but they can make the scariest picture. So you you sound like you're more into, like, the thriller kind of... Um, Definitely. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, which is 
which is one of the things that I really like myself. I, see, I'm a, I'm a witch, warlock, vampire, werewolf kind of. I don't need all the crazy gore, but I like the good, crazy, sit on the edge of your seat kind of storyline to it. Another question. Yeah, and you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, you're you're absolutely right about the pictures, which you know translates to film really well. But you can just have, you know, a, a weird or not weird, maybe, but a creepy porcelain doll sitting on the shelf, and you don't know what the story is behind that porcelain doll sitting on the shelf. Mm-hmm. But if you know, with the right lighting or the right contrast, that doll can become friendly to scary really quickly. Yeah, and the right person's mind that takes them that extra that extra little um, thinking. What is this thing going to do or why is my closet door open kind of scare to it exactly at a at a you know a wall where somebody knocks it down and there's a porcelain doll and now you've got an even different story you know yep it's not all about blood and gore and slashing it's it's the story and what and what grabs at your fears and it makes you think oh who's like we said before on the last show you know who's going to pop out behind that bush or something along that Right. So, what do you think is the thin line between scary and horror, and why are they different? To me, when I hear horror, I think of those, you know, slasher films, um, Friday the 13th, or something like that. And when I think of something that's scary, I think, you know, scary is different to everyone. We have, we all have different kind of fears or different ways that they invest in us. So to me, what's scary is kind of what Nicole was saying, you know, those, those thriller things that stick with me and are like, you know, digging little holes in my brain. Actually, that sounds really creepy. (laughs) But you know, like, um, like for instance, uh, have you seen the movie The Witch? Yes. Yep. And you know, that, that movie is one of those ones that you're watching it and you're dealing with it moment to moment and it feels kind of slow, but then when you're leaving and you're thinking about it later that night, that's when it gets scary. Yep, it gives you anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever looked at a ghost the same way since that movie. Right, right, and that's what they know, and I've said before on our show that my, my favorite is M. Night Shyamalan. Man, it's not nothing, it's nothing bloody, it's just... It keeps your mind focused on what's going to happen next, and it tricks your eyes into believing something so small is so scary because you're adding that bump in the night, and and you're you know like in the village, he's he's keeping lookout, and the littlest creek is just freaking him out, and and they think it's this crazy monster, but it's really not. Towards the end, it gets you, it gets yeah. you thinking. Yeah, and that's a really good example, too, because then you realize, you know, what the monsters actually are and what, what that village actually is, and then you're like, oh, shoot, do places like that actually exist? Yeah, and so to go back to yourself here, I mean, me being a mom, I'm a mother of five, so it never ends. What's it like juggling filming and being a mom? You actually did a movie called Plan C where you were playing a pregnant character and you were pregnant at the time. So what do you think about that? How was that filming in? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome that you brought that up. Yeah, I was actually 16 or 17 weeks pregnant, so I just got over that first trimester hump, and I still wasn't really showing because at the time I was... I was in really good shape when I got pregnant. I can't say the 
Yeah, as far as juggling the two, that's been a journey for me. Um, when I was pregnant, obviously at a certain point, I couldn't really take on certain roles anymore. Yeah, body double, kind of, stunt double. <laughs> right. So that happened, and um, you know, so I kind of took a bit of a hiatus. And then when you first have a baby, your your whole time is spent just basically keeping them alive as you know you've done it several times yeah but um it took me a while it took me a while to kind of know that I could do it again I had a lot of struggles with um my personal identity I guess because Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure you know I kept being this mom but then I wanted to do my creative stuff with acting and writing and whatnot I would keep myself busy by writing and reading books but um, finally I started going, you know what, I, I think I can go on auditions again, and then there was the whole struggle of who's going to watch your child, are you okay with someone watching your child? You yeah. Know, I only have one, so it was scary. Um, and then I, I was telling Robin the other day that when I was eight or nine months postpartum, my son was about eight or nine months old, I saw this casting call, and the role was for a mother and I was like cool and it looked like a pretty decent role with some emotional range so I decided you know what I'm going to go for it and I had been kind of auditioning a little bit since then and this one particular audition I couldn't find anyone to watch my baby so I just said you know what I'm going to do this and I had a car seat strapped to my arm and I walked in there with my baby and I said hey, is it cool if I audition with my baby? And the director was like, well, yeah. So I <laughs> sat him in the corner, and he just kind of, he, you know, at the time, he was it was before he was moving around, and so he didn't really misbehave too much at that time. And uh, he just sat in the corner and watched me, and then, you know, I'm really, really good friends with the director now, and he also had a film at that festival the other week. And uh, he was like, yeah, I mean, the role is for a mom. So you walked in with a baby. And I was like, well, she's got the mom part down. There you go. <laughs> and I know, is it, so um, you said your son is, how old is he now? He just turned two a couple weeks ago. Okay, so he's he's still a little young yet. But I, I know with, with my kids, it's, it's cool because I'm not your average poster mother you know, going to the PTO meetings and things like that. I like my jeans and T-shirts, and I've got covered in tattoos. But it's it's nice because my yeah. kids like the same things that I do. And they, no matter if they want to admit it or not, they have cool parents. And it's yeah, nice cool having mom. them in the same thing that, I, that I'm into, collecting the pop figures, going to Comic-Cons, things like that. Have you ever thought of twisting your own life into your short films? Or have you, really? Yeah, um, this last film I did called Dawn has a lot of um, personal struggles that I've been through in my life, one of them being the struggle of postpartum depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I was saying I kind of had, figuring out my, you know, loss of self-identity was part of that struggle when I finally, like, stepped out the door to go to that first audition again I kind of felt like oh I'm alive again um it took me a long time and then I finally had this moment of reckoning where I realized oh my god everyone 
everyone everywhere is going through things and and dealing with stuff and I just have to perceive this a different way and kind of move forward and so that moment where I kind of realized that I was stronger than what I was letting overcome me is a big theme in Dawn. That sounds great. Yeah, because, I mean, everybody goes through their own stories and their own paths through life. It's just a, it's just another crazy, sometimes scary story. So it's there's exactly. really different ways of um, having different films without blood and gore that, you know, hit different topics that, that are just, it's scary. But at the end, you have a, you know, good ending. Yeah, you have to have a good ending. <laughs> Another thing that impresses me about you, um, you trained in stunt work and martial arts training, so you must be a badass. <laughs> uh, I, I am a badass, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, unfortunately it's been a while since I did all of that, but I did. I was very, very committed to that when that was going up. That was before I moved to Austin, so that was, oh, it had to be 2016 maybe so about four years ago I would love to get into it again but um there was a guy in Houston his name was Two Win and Two was wanting to train some people so he could make these films with people doing martial arts and stunts the right way and so he offered these free classes and it consisted of you know karate wing shen taekwondo um I can't remember all the types, but there were a bunch, and he was, you know, relentless, you know, run, do push-ups, he would hold a stick to my back when I was doing push-ups, or sit on my back, I think I have a picture of him sitting on my back at one point doing push-ups, um, or like doing stunts, and I have videos of me doing stunts back then, um, I need to learn to be, you know, quicker and like sharper with my actions, but it was so much fun. And I even got to where some of the classes, I was the only person who showed up. And, you know, I I think that impressed him a little bit. And I really wish that we could have worked on something together, but I ended up moving away. Do you see yourself doing some more in the near future? Oh, my God, I would love to. It is, like, my dream to play some kind of badass spy character or something like that. You know, I'd even love to, like, shave one side of my head and, and have that cool hairdo that they always do, the bad chicks. Ooh, know? like a like a Winona Earp kind of feel. If you've ever seen that show, that's one of my favorite shows. I haven't seen, yeah. I don't it, it's I've on sci-fi. It, <laughs> you have to check I'm it out. It then up. you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. She's like, I'm going to go Wikipedia right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Googling it right now. I collect the comic books, too. So she's a descendant of Wyatt Earp. And it has all, and, you know, she, she goes back home. And she, um, they have all these monsters that come out. And so she has Wyatt Earp's gun that actually sends him back to hell. So she's kind of like a demon vigilante like stay out of my town I'm gonna save the world kind of chick but she loves it's funny because she loves to drink and you know so she's got that she should be working in a saloon kind of thing and it's funny because their family actually owns a saloon in that town so it's really cool to see the history that they try to bring forth into the episodes but also have that sci-fi twist where you know 
she's got her gun out and she's the chosen one and it only works for her and then she's got her sister that's kind of like her her scooby-doo like partner that that does all the um does has all the knowledge and you know helps her solve the cases and everything so it's pretty slick it, it it's really good and she also uh yeah. tags with um doc holiday as well mm-hmm. the original doc holiday he's like immortal so he yep. goes around helping her but now he's a vampire yeah he's 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 pretty good That's looking cool they did a good job picking the characters for it yeah, she looks pretty badass. Okay, I've, I've see? I've heard of the series. I've never watched it, but yeah. Yeah, she's got a nice little style about her, too. I, I love her I love her witty mouth. She's got a mouth on her. <laughs> Don't we all? No. <laughs> no, not you, Lauren. <laughs> oh, you're right. I don't curse like a sailor. <laughs> um, how'd you meet um, our good friend, Budro? How'd you meet Budro? Yeah, um... Well, actually, the girl who wrote, sorry, the woman, the woman who wrote his last film, Beware, or I don't know if it's his last one, but the film that I saw of his, Beware, um, is my good friend, Joy. And Joy's husband doesn't really like to go to film premieres, so she was like, she's also a mom. She became a mom after I did, so her son's about a year younger than mine, and, um, she asked me if I wanted to be her date to the film premiere, so I went and I watched it, and then when I get there, I realized that also my friend who shot Dawn for me um, was the cinematographer on that film as well, so I knew a couple people there, and then I introduced myself to him, and uh, and we've kind of been Facebook friends ever since, and then I guess he saw, I, I didn't know he was going to be at the Austin After Dark or maybe I did know he was going to be at the Austin After Dark Film Festival, but, um, yeah, I guess he saw Fate, and he thought it was pretty good, so he was kind of like, uh, gave me a compliment on that, and I I valued that highly, because he uh, he made a pretty good little film with Beware, and I'm excited to see what else comes out of it. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited, too. Um, you also worked with a bunch of uh, women filmmakers, like on the film Cleanse. Which film? Oh, Cleanse. Yes. yes. That was such a fun... Oh, that's actually a horror film. Um, that one was in a little more in the creepy sense, too, instead of letting us... Even though we did have these cool special effects and I got to wear blacked out... I've never worn contact lenses in my life and I got to wear blacked out contact lenses for this one scene and I looked creepy as hell. <laughs> Boy, that you probably that'd be freaking me out too. Um, also, have you ever thought about writing a film about a badass girl story of, of yourself? I uh, I would love to do that. I just you know I don't think I know enough about badass stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you see? But no, I mean. Um, where do you see yourself going from here? Can you give us a little sneak peek or? You know, a little hint for our listeners of what to look for after they after they get off this episode today and go look you up. Yeah, I've got um, some things in the work writing wise. My last two films that I made are going through the film for submitting and going through the film festival circuits right now. Um, I haven't quite decided what genre I want to jump into next because I've kind of done 
drama and a little bit of the horror supernatural, I kind of almost want to go back to supernaturally or something fantasy-like. But I also feel like maybe I should challenge myself. So I'm uh, just kind of right now in the, what I call the brainstorming stage. Not that that's, you know, a unique term to me, but I just kind of let all of the ideas flow and then usually when one sticks and I can't get it out of my head that's you know that's the one that I have to go with oh you know what um I had an idea recently that has been kind of sticking in my head I don't know it I think the idea is too big to be a short film I think it would have to be like a feature or a series or something but uh, do you guys know anything about Lilith yes Yes, I do. I've read plenty of books. <laughs> and she was also on the TV series Supernatural, too. Yeah. And True Blood. Yes. Yep. Oh, you don't want to get me started on True Blood. My husband will be like, oh, God, don't get her started. I, I watch it all the time. That's just one series. And I collect the comics, too. I'm Yeah, I'm a big Eric Northman fan, so... Oh, geez. Oh, yeah, he was great. I think by the end of the series, he was my favorite character. I know, right? I know, I know. Yeah, I could watch that one all the time. My girlfriend actually has the True Blood cookbook. And when I went over to the house for the first time, it was sitting on top of her cabinet in the kitchen. I said, oh, my God, is that a True Blood uh, cookbook? She's like, you want to see it? I was like, yeah. (laughs) What recipes are in that? Uh, They they had some good ones. They had uh, Lafayette's cheeseburger. If you remember the big cheeseburger scene, which was the best scene in the whole series, and it's so it was so sad to hear the news that you know that he passed away. You've seen him in The Help and quite a few other powerful powerful movies, but his role in True Blood stuck out the most. I mean, it covered everything, everything I love. Like I said, witches, werewolves, warlocks, fairies, shapeshifters vampires it was just all over the place yeah it really was and I really liked the way that they kind of wove the or put together the story of Lilith for their purpose Mm -hmm. you know with that I mean what happened in you know that small town because of all of that was kind of odd but you know um I did like the fact that they kind of talked about Lilith being the first book of the Bible and all of that is kind of interesting and Mm -hmm. I find the story of Lilith to be extremely intriguing and I know that some people have kind of delved a little bit into her but I'd love to to really really ramp that up oh absolutely it sounds good to me I'd really be interested in waiting for that one yeah yeah, to get a good like twist to it, that'd be pretty cool. You, I'd be so invested. I'd be like, "Shut up and take my money." <laughs> I do have kind of. I mean, I feel like a. Um, I want a lot of my films to also have like a little bit of a, a message to the world um, about something. Like what Dawn has, um, something about your own perception and reality, and also some LGBT themes to it, and then. Um, specifically for bisexuality and then um, you know this whole Lilith idea I have has a certain theme to it the, the only thing about it is I feel like it's almost 
so controversial that it would piss a lot of people off if it actually got made. But then I'm also like, do I care? Right, exactly. And yeah, and everything that's going on right now, different perspectives to twist it in a different way is I think I think it's it's needed a little bit. And and, it, and those kind of topics grab a lot more people's attention because of what's going on right now. And sometimes you just need a different point of view on on what other people think because you're getting those same things pounded in your head every time you're reading Facebook posts or listening to the news. And you know, we just we just need a little something different. Absolutely. You know what else I would like to see more of in films of any size, length, genre. I would like to see less of the good guy winning winning and everything being mm-hmm. just peachy keen in the end. Right. <laughs> oh, I still you... have a good ending without the good guy winning, you know? Right. So you more you like more like the anti-hero type of fan. I do like anti-hero stuff. Um, as long as it's not overdone, like I'm probably gonna get hate for this, but I I couldn't watch Jessica Jones because I didn't like her anti-hero art okay. very much. But I'm not big into like superhero-y type stuff. Yeah, it's okay. Everybody everybody has their own thing, but even if even if you don't care for it. You know, you can find something, um, you know, something in it that you do, and you know, everything's different now. But we're everybody's coming out with that different thing right now, which is nice. We need it. You know, we can't go to the movie theater anymore. There's a lot more people going on YouTube, watching those short films, watching what other people have got out. Now's the perfect time to, you know, drop something new. Absolutely. That was a cool little video you posted on your uh, Facebook page uh, where you were like in that walk-in closet. <laughs> oh, yeah. that yeah, From a comedic role that I did where I kind of played a, an airheaded, um, actually an actress. <laughs> uh, and she's kind of, she's like a bit ditzy but also a bit condescending to that, to that other girl throughout the film. And I think that the director, after seeing a couple of people comment i think he made the film public i think he did because i was looking at i think you it's um very shareable and the um girl you were with on there too she was just great she just like so puzzled (laughs) she she's actually really really talented her name is natalia and she actually had moved to spain and she just came back and she had messaged me as soon as she got back and we were just kind of chatting a bit and she was so much fun because when we were about to do that scene all it said in the script was you know uh, that my character shows her character some clothes in my closet there were no there was no dialogue <laughs> so I just took her outside for a minute and I was like hey you know and so we kind of thought okay what if the scene kind of goes a little bit this way and we kind of did a like teeny tiny outline and then we went in there and just kind of let it flow I thought it was very fun to watch. Thank you. Um, also, where can um, everybody find you on social media so they know what you're going to be doing next? On social media, um, I am going to start ramping up my Facebook page on <laughs> Facebook because I normally just post my personal because it's just so much easier to get interaction. But uh, the Facebook page is 
um, slash Lauren Locks official. And then the Instagram and Twitter are both at Lauren Rose Locks. Some girl out there stole Lauren Locks, so I had to be Lauren Rose Locks. <laughs> Did that just tick you off? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit, too, because, I mean, what is she doing with her life, you know? What does she need for a social media account? Did you hunt her down? <laughs> I should have. I should have. <laughs> that would make a little comedic uh, film, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great having you on today. Um, I I absolutely adored your short films, and I was actually watching them on break in my car today. So <laughs> you kept me entertained for my normal day, which is what everybody needs right now. Oh, good. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh... I'm, I wish I could be making more right now. You know, I'm I'm missing the auditions. You know, they're coming few and far between because of COVID. Damn COVID! That super villain COVID. <laughs> yeah, she's a bitch. I'm sorry, I'm real. <laughs> she I know is. I said I didn't cuss, but yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to the show tonight and um, sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was great to talk to you guys. I thought it was fun. Now you got some more Facebook friends. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Send me all the friend requests. There you go. Yeah, we'll definitely will. We'll definitely will uh, share uh, you out there of all your short films and what's coming out. We'll you know we'll share the heck out of it for you. That's the purpose, you know. We all take care of each other and share each other's work. Yeah, for sure. Everybody else, thank you for listening to Horror Pop After Midnight. You can follow us on Facebook at Horror Pop After Midnight. Um, you can listen to our podcast episodes at Podcast City Network at podcastcity.net, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Google Podcast, uh, CastBox, and all the great podcast platforms out there. And remember, kitties, every town has an Elm Street. Um, everybody has.